by St. Matthew. St. Matthew chapter 21. And Matthew 21 verses 12 and 13. Then we will continue reading with Matthew 21, 33 through 37. So that you'll be caught up when you get home, you read the whole thing, read the whole chapter. But for our purposes this morning, Matthew 21, 
21, beginning with verse 12, these are the words you find. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seat of them that sold doves and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And then we go to verse 33, beginning with verse 33. In that same setting, he speaks this parable. Here, another parable. There was a certain household which planted a holder, which planted a vineyard, hedged it round about and digged a wine press in it, built a tower and left it out and let it out to husbandmen, and went into a far country. <clears throat> and when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandmen that they might receive the fruits of it. The husbandman took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned another. Again, he sent another servant. He sent other servants more than the first, and they did unto them likewise. But last of all, he sent unto them his son, saying that they will reverence my son. But when the husbandman saw the son, they said among themselves, this is the heir to come. Let us kill him and let us seize his inheritance. And they caught him, cast him out in the vineyard and slew him. Last of all, he sent his son. This morning I want to do what I always attempt to do around this season. And I want this morning to use for a subject setting the stage for the birth of the king. Setting the stage for the birth of the son, the birth of the king. I just believe <clears throat> that the church ought to be first in line with this next celebration. We have a lot of celebrations going on. Thank God for all the celebrations. And all year long, there's always some kind of celebration. We celebrate the 4th of July, get all into that. But that really ain't got a whole lot to do with church. Even Thanksgiving, we thank God and we're thankful all the time every day is the day of Thanksgiving, but as far as this American Thanksgiving Day, we celebrate the fact that these Native Americans, they, they were showing kindness to illegal immigrants, <laughs> who later turned on them. But, 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 but that's not really the church that started all of that. But this next celebration, this next celebration, the church ought to be leading this. 
church must find its way back to being that body that shows the world how we celebrate the birth of the Son of God. So I just thought I'd set the stage for those of us who are part of the family of God. I love this text because it gives us opportunity to put the holiday in its right context. The world may never get it. The world may never get it. But at least those of us who are called by his name, we ought to know what this next celebration is all about. We ought to lead the world in this celebration that's on its way up. A text won't, won't allow us, it, just won't, it won't allow us just to skip God's intent in sending his son. And that's why I want to look at this text because in it, we get an opportunity to see what this is all about. Why he sent his son to be born in the first place. This text puts the birth of Jesus in a context that calls us to see that his birth was not just a one-act play, but the final act in a much bigger play. As a matter of fact, it was the beginning of God's closing act of redeeming mankind. And that's why the words are there last of all. He sent his son. He's sending us a message. There ain't going to be no more. Last of all, he sent his son. Follow me now to the text. You will see that it takes place after the cleansing of the temple. You remember, you've heard the story all of your life. Jesus went into the temple turning over tables, turning over tables and chasing people out of the temple. That's what's going on here in this text. Jesus is going into the temple, turning over tables, running people out. I want you to stick a pin right there. Stick a pen right there. I'll be back directly. Stick a pen. He's he going in the temple, cleansing the temple, running people out, turning over tables. They had taken his house that, that was meant to be the house of prayer and turned it into a den of thieves. Verse 23 says that after he did this, after he did all of this, it says that the chief priests and the elders and yeah, some of the head folk there in the temple, they, they came to Jesus and they were asking Jesus, Jesus, by what authority are you doing this? What right do you have to come in here turning over tables? By what authority are you coming in here running folk out of the temple? The text here that we are ch have chosen today is part of the reply that Jesus gave them. Note Jesus did not engage in a debate over his authority. And whenever you have authority, you really don't have to debate it. Are y'all hearing me? If you are somebody, if you got authority, you ain't got to fuss with anybody. Just walk in it. He didn't engage in a debate over his authority, but he began to speak to them in parables. 
And so this text, the rest of this is a parable to help them understand why he showed up on earth in the first place. Parable claims our attention this morning, verse 33. Jesus told them, he says, a certain householder planted a state-of-the-art vineyard, and once he finished it, he rented it out to some people, and he left to travel some. When the harvest season came, when the harvest season came, remember now, they didn't own it, they were renting it. So when harvest season came, he sent some of his servants to go back to his property to claim his rent. Are y'all following me? He sent some servants to go back to his property to claim his portion of the crop, his rent. Sent them there, verse 35 says, that the husbandmen, the renters, the folk who didn't own it, who were renting it, it says when he sent those folk to get his rent, they took one of his servants and beat him, killed one of them, and then stoned the other one for trying to collect his rent. Are y'all hearing this? Verse 36 says, Sent another crowd. He said, I sent a few more this time. Sent a larger crowd. He sent a group of servants, and he sent this larger crowd, and guess what they did? They treated them the same way. Killed some of them, beat up some of them for trying to collect his rent. For trying to collect what they owed him. Now we get down to this final act that I want to talk about, this final act. This leads us to where we're headed to in this season. The owner says, I know what to do. This this ain't looking good. They they, they are not respecting my request with my servants. The Bible says, I know what I'll do. I'll send my own son. Last of all, he sent his son. They rebelled against my servants. They treated them badly. They killed some of them. But surely, if I send my son, they'll do right by my son. Verse 38 says that when they saw his son, before he even got to him, they saw him coming. And they started talking among them, saying, say, now this is a joker that's going to own all this one day. <laughs> this is a joker who is going to inherit all of this one day. He, he, all of this is going to belong to him one day. They're talking among themselves, looking at him coming. They said, look, let's kill him. Let, let's kill him, and then we can seize his inheritance. Now, What they did not realize is Jesus has just set them up. He's setting them up. Listen, listen now. He asked them the question. Now, when the owner of the vineyard shows up, they they kill his servants. They kill his son. Now, when the owner of the vineyard shows up, What do you think he ought to do 
to these folk. You set them up. You set them up. Listen to them. It's always amazing how tough you can be when you think judgment is on somebody else. Listen to what they said. Listen to what they said. These wretched folk ought to be put to death. They ought to be run up out of the vineyard. Are y'all hearing me? They, they ought to be put to death, not just death, a miserable death, and they, you need to get them out of the vineyard. Let me go back to my pen. Remember the pen we just stuck in? Jesus had just run them <laughs> out of the temple. He, he had just run. You see, he, 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 he's got them all caught up here now. Yeah, they ought to be put out. Jesus just put them out. He, he just thrown them. He just put them out of the temple. Now, what these folk did not realize, Jesus had set them up. God had called them to be, God had called them to be his people and he had given them the land of promise and he had covenanted with them to take care of them. These were the people he was talking to. He had a covenant with these people. He had promised to take care of these people. All they had to do was take care of his stuff. And in return of what he was doing for them, he expected some fruit to come from them. But what had happened is uh, they had taken what he had given them and they were treating it like it was no longer his, that it belonged to them. That's why they were in the temple making money. That's why they were not treating his house as a house of prayer. They had turned it into a dentist. Are you here? And, and, and not only that, he had made several attempts to get them back on track. But every time they rebelled against him and they ignored his attempts to pull them back in. But brothers and sisters, when you look at what he said and look at how he painted them in, I want you to know, I want you to know that not only does it have an application to God's chosen people, that people that he was talking to, it also has a personal application. Are y'all hearing me? It has an application to all of us who are called by his name. Let me, remind, let me remind you that these are the religious folk Jesus was talking to. He wasn't talking to the sinners. He wasn't talking to folk on the street. He was talking to the religious authority. Jesus is saying to them, all of these things, let, let me show you, show it to you. All of it, show you what so you, can, so you need to see. You can't really act on until you find yourself in it. Got to find yourself in the text. All of it started in the Garden of Eden. Man sinned in the Garden and because of that sin, man was separated from God. Now everything that God has done since then, everything, every act of God since then has been an act to reclaim ownership of what belongs to him in the first place. Mankind, we belong, sin separated, but his whole effort now is to reclaim ownership to all mankind. Jesus looked at some, he, he looked at some, he did, did some great acts during this time. Look at some of the things that he was doing to try to get his rent. Look at some of the things he did to try to get 
men to turn back from their sin and back to himself. He sent Noah. He sent Noah. And he sent the flood. He sent death and destruction. And man had become so corrupt that God repented forever even making a man. But although Noah gave man a new start, it wasn't long before man headed right back into sin. Then he sent Moses. Moses and the law. He sent Moses and the idea of a blood sacrifice. You remember he said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Are you hearing this? You would think that after being delivered out of bondage that they would have gladly followed, but guess what? They still rebelled. They didn't even hear Moses. Then he sent David. Another approach, another approach. Sent David with his songs of assurance. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Are y'all hearing me? David was one who experienced God's goodness and mercy firsthand. But in spite of all of David's wonderful testimonies, his words did not move the people. They went on in their sins. And Jeremiah, in his tears, showed up telling folk, turn and repent. But in spite of all of his crying, they kept right on in their sins. Sent Isaiah with his loving invitation. He tried everything. Isaiah comes with this loving invitation. Oh, everyone that thirsteth, come to the waters. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. And they kept right on in their sin. God even allowed, he even tried another thing. He, he allowed cruel kings to invade and put them in captivity. And, and, and they would suffer and cry for a little while under God, but the minute God brought them out, they would go right back to their sinful ways. It's almost like you would have thought it seemed like God had given up for about 400 years. God didn't try anything. For about 400 years, there was silence. Nobody heard anything from God for about 400 years after all of that. But after that, we see God making his master stroke, his greatest and his final act of redemption. And it's right here in this text. Last of all, he sent his son. Now y'all don't know what Christmas is all about. Last of all, he sent his son. So, as we head now into another celebration, the church ought to get it right. As we begin, as we leave this last celebration and, and head now into the celebration of the church, the church ought to get it right. If nobody else knows, we ought to know what we're celebrating and we ought to show the world how we celebrate the fact that he sent his son. What we will be celebration and what will be the celebration 
that, that this celebration that we're going into is not, not just another baby being born. Amen. This baby was God sending his only begotten son, sending his only begotten son to earth to do what others had tried to do to bring mankind back to God. Others had tried and failed, but now he sends his son. But I've got to admit, got to admit, I did have a little problem with this parable. I had a little problem. When I was reading, I, I began reading this thing. Why would a father who knows that wicked folk are mean enough to kill who knows that they are wicked enough and mean enough, How, why would a father who knows that these folk are wicked enough and have already killed his servants, why would he send his son? Why would he send his son? They already killed, show that they were willing to kill, but then I remembered who it was that was telling the story. Y'all ain't hearing me. Then I remembered who it was that was telling the story. You see, Jesus is telling the story, and he knew what he came to do. Y'all ain't hearing me. He knew that his father had sent him for the sole purpose of dying on the cross for the sins of all mankind. He came, my brothers and sisters, he came to take the sting out of death. And he came to rob the grave of his victory. And I thank God that he knew what he came to do, and he did just that. He, he, he died on an old regular cross, laid him in a borrowed tomb, but he got up from the grave, proclaiming all power is in my, are y'all hearing me? God sent his son to reveal his heart. But I need to remind somebody today that this is it. I need to remind somebody in the sound of my voice, don't be waiting around on something else. Don't be waiting around on God to make another move. This is his last move. Last of all, he sent his son. Don't sit around waiting on the next move. This is the last move. And uh, since this is the last move, uh, let me share with somebody. If thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. You need to know when this thing is over. And that's why when we, as we go into this celebration, Oh, it's a time of celebration, but it's also a time of reckoning. Amen. This is it. Amen. He sent his son. Ain't sending no more. Ain't sending nothing. This is your last chance. If thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. There's no other plan. There's no other plan. This is it. Last of all, he sent his son. And today, today, the good news, you want to get this holiday celebration started off right, you need to understand that his son right now is available. Knocking on the door of your heart, desiring, desiring to get in.
God bless you. God keep you. sanctuary and those who are listening virtually this is the burden of the preacher preaching is not a place of performance preaching a place of pneumatic power it is a place that you have a burden for day by day and night by night and week by week that God will allow the people to hear he would open the eyes of their heart that they may see the very treasure in his word. The very deep treasure in the word of God is that we see the son of God who was the absolute power of God. Uh, the, the writer to the Hebrews, he, he says it this way. He said, long ago, in many times and many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son mm -hmm. whom he appointed the yeah. heir of all things through whom he created the very world that he is the radiance of God's glory I, I wish that would hit you all like it hit right me but now. Jesus is the yeah, very brightness yeah, yes. of the glory of God I like to help people out. When I, when I got married, I, I didn't know anything about rings, but I knew one thing I learned. I, I knew that a big ring was something that women enjoyed, but I learned very quickly that even though it's big, it may not have any radiance. That, that, that the ring had to be of a certain color, that it had to have a certain clarity, that it had to have a certain clearness. And then if the carrot was big enough, you could, you could see it. Jesus is the very radiance right. of God's glory. And if, if anybody needs to know, they have to see yeah, him yeah, yeah. in his radiance. If you will, yeah. stand on your feet. This is yeah. his invitation that every week we come out. Oh, Jesus, yeah. keep me near the cross. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the place where you reach Jesus. Is that the cross? At the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart all right, all rolled right. away. It was there by faith that I received my sight. And now all right, all right. I am. Is there anybody happy that you met him at the cross? All right, all right. So this is the invitation. If you confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. The Bible declared that you shall be saved that salvation is yours that you have accepted the coming of his son and are going to be able to sit down at the welcome table with him and be of heir of all things this is now the invitation that if somebody has heard the call of jesus on your life to give your life to him if you will in the building you can just come down and stand in the front if you're online just pray the prayer that jesus has accepted you. Jesus, keep me near. 
in your promise that you only sent those who could serve you and those who were in the master's house but you thought it not a robber to send your very son just sent your son and the son gave his life this was his passion that even when he prayed that Lord if it be thy will take this cup remove it from me but nevertheless not my will but thy be done the Lord we thank you for going to Calvary's hill and dying a sinner's death but the good news is that you were laid in a borrowed tomb but because you are God's son sometime between the middle of the night and the crack of day early Sunday morning you raise him up with all power in his hand son has all power all authority had been given unto him in heaven and in earth he now sits at the right hand of the father whispering in the father's ear that if they'll come to me I will give them a rest Lord we pray for those in our midst who don't know you who in the pardon of their sin we we pray that they come to accept Jesus come to give their lives to him and come to be transformed by his very spiritual power Lord those under the sound of my voice and even those who are with us virtually Lord we pray for them right now that wherever you are wherever they may be that you change their heart to accept the son who came and gave himself for them. For this is our prayer. We pray it in Jesus' mighty and master's name. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Somebody give God praise and glory. Give him praise and glory for the Son. Give him praise and glory for what the Son has done. Give him praise and glory for what the Son is currently doing. Give him praise and glory that he has spared your life. Give him praise and glory that he has kept your life. You ought to give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Somebody praise him, somebody praise him, somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lift him up. Amen. How to reach the mess. Men of every birth for an answer, Jesus gave the key. He said, If I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me amen i thank you lord yeah yeah lord, yeah just amen 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 some notes before have pastor do benediction this morning um word for the day devotionals they are actually now ready for those and it is our prayer that you would only, not only take, take, you have to take more than one so you can give it to somebody who may not know uh, who Christ is and may come to share with him. Uh, we have a um, distribution of those that can be picked up here at the church and um, you can come during the week to the church offices, uh, Tuesday through Friday at 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. I want to Continue to pray for those in our family who are bereaved and going through moments of trial to Sister Beverly Barton in the loss of a sister, for Deacon Bobby Hagan in the loss of his father. So please pray for our people all over the country who are dealing with not only sickness but with death. Uh, for Matthew South also, we give praise for that. It is now time for us to Go out into the world and tell somebody about this Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yes. Came, suffered, bled, and died for our sins. Amen. Is there anybody here that can just thank God that he did that for you? Yeah, yeah, he did yes. that for you. We can go ahead and rest on the feet. Stand please. God be with you till we meet again. Be with you.
now unto him who is able him who is able to keep us from stumbling and able to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory be majesty be dominion and be authority both now henceforth and forever and the people of God said one who actually shared with us Matthew Southall Brown was one who passed away and he is the one we're sharing with amen there are several ways to submit your tithe and offering online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on cash app at dollar sign the church with zeal via the givelify app by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.